What is happening? Because I see that every day. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the intermission. Uh, this week we're gonna do a two-parter. Well, this week and next week we're gonna do two parts. This is our we're gonna review 2014. What you might have missed end of year extrava. We're what the hell are doing Ganza movie thing. We're gonna talk about stuff that we saw this year that we really liked that maybe you didn't see. You gotta go check that out, dog. So uh, myself as always, T. Christie, and I'm sitting here with Eddie the Eddie Doty. Hi. It's Ray the Amazing Stokes. What? A chat room of our friends and several large lists of box office mojo. For instance, did you know that the 20th biggest open of the year was Rio 2? You're welcome. Keep coming back. It only gets better. (laughs) The sad march of mediocrity. (laughs) So if there is, I guess, let's start. We'll start this way. Everyone gets one movie to say, if you didn't see this this year, you absolutely have to see that. I think I know what both of your movies that one is going to be is. Yeah. Mine would be... Ah, shit. I'll go Birdman. You got to see Birdman. Uh, Birdman yeah, was yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah. It didn't blow my hair back the way it blew everyone's hair back, but it's the sort of movie that you almost certainly didn't see unless you did. Like It's a, yeah. it's a movie that's hard to kind of come by. Check out Birdman. It's a lot of fun. It's awesome to see. Uh, anyway, uh, Eddie, I'm assuming yours is going to be Boyhood? I will talk about Boyhood, but people have probably seen Boyhood. Mm, the one that they haven't sure. seen, We Are the Best. Oh. Yeah. We Are we the Best about that before. is so much fun and just sweet and amazing and if any part of you has a little bit of the punk rock spirit in you you will you'll eat this with a spoon it is a uh, swedish film like you do that takes place in 1982 and follows three thir- 12 13 year old girls as they try to form a punk band around the fact that they just fucking hate everybody else and they make they make a song called hate the sport because they just everyone else sucks nobody gets them and they're just kids and they're just it is that sounds really goddamn charming. It yeah. is as Eddie's been advocating. It's this like a mix of yeah. that thing you do and the Sandlot and the punk singer. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. No, I mean, and if, in fact, on Netflix after you watch that, I think three of the, those three come up, and like you may enjoy. It. <laughs> yeah, yes. If you like I know, this, I know punk singer is like number one, and then like I, I think Sandlot is in there too. It is as accurate of a portrayal of childhood as boyhood what's it called we are the best we are the best we are the best and it is it's subtitled and it's just uh if if you're if you're gonna i i challenge you to open up save the cat and try your best to (laughs) align and you will not you won't make it past page four because it does not it does not it like punk rock it doesn't give a fuck about your structure man and it doesn't yeah. give a fuck and it and at no point are you bored you're with these girls there are plot points that come up and don't pay off fuck it it doesn't matter like it's just the only one that matters is these three girls just making it through their life with guys calling them ugly and that they look like boys and they're cunts and like and who gives a shit like the one girl has a mohawk and she's slightly prettier than the one who's like more nebbish and kind of looks like a boy and they're only one of them is an actual musician and who gives a fuck it's amazing it's heartfelt it's if you've ever been 12 or 13 you can relate to the movie oh i'm out (laughs) and it's it's just it has one of the 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 post-credit like the montage that plays over the credits um is just such an amazing victory lap and just fuck it's good man it's just it's so much fun and i can't recommend it enough we are the best netflix right now stop what you're doing yeah fucking watch it stop listening to this right now trey what's yours i i'm scrolling through the imdb list right now and and uh, i just i I don't know if it was if if this is like going to be obscure to anyone, but if you haven't seen Edge of Tomorrow, yeah, that's figured. Yeah, for fuck's sake, I saw Edge of Tomorrow, and I blame yes, you. everyone needs to go see Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. I blame you. I I'm blame looking you. at the box office, but, but Edge of Tomorrow just barely 
cleared 100 million at the domestic box. Just barely. Because life 27th is, biggest open. Because life yeah. is entropy and pain. This yeah, is what we, exactly. And, yeah, you, know, you, know what, is, you know what did better? The Maze Runner yeah, did the, better. The Maze Runner did better. This yeah. uh, 300 Rise of an Empire did better. Lucy did better. You know, Neighbors did you know better. What was Ride just, Along did better <laughs> than Edge of Tomorrow. You people suck. You know, <laughs> you know what is just behind Edge of Tomorrow? Heaven is for real. Yeah. That's the world we live in. Yeah, that's that's America in a nutshell. Yeah. But um, just Edge of Tomorrow, we already did an episode where we talked about the visual effects where it's not even on the short list for visual effects which I think is also wrong but um, I just Edge of Tomorrow is just I you know favorite of the year is a tough one you know because it can be apples and oranges and in many cases I, you know, I, I <laughs> but most frustrating omission of the year yeah exactly but in terms of like my favorite movie this, that I saw this year I mean I think Edge of Tomorrow is just you know it's damn close if it's not my favorite um, uh, that I've seen and I've, I've, there's some that I haven't seen um, that are that I probably will enjoy but uh, you know I think Edge of Tomorrow is just like wow that's just everything that I ever want a movie to be all happening at once and <laughs> you know I guess it was just me but no, I, I, uh, Rachel and I saw it on da- on our date night because we're a boring married couple and we have date we nights. saw it on our date night too and and, and yeah. fuck it me and Rachel works yeah. oh me and Rachel yeah <laughs> well you know and I no. I bought it on iTunes as soon as it was available which was way too soon and called Rachel over and you guys watch it yeah exactly <laughs> and I just I'll just I just I'll just start that buddy rolling and you know oh I want to you know watch the scene where this happens oh I'm going to go back and watch the scene that's it's it's eminently rewatchable and studyable it's one of those movies yeah. where I go wow look at what they're doing here. look at what look they at, pulled off yeah. look at all the stuff they're doing here all right now to start digging deep so like stuff that you maybe not even know this movie happened uh the skeleton twins I saw this year I like that one a lot that's that's Bill Hader and Christian Wig being serious I heard great things about and this. it's fucking it's it's if, so dramatically delightful if you like if you like if, if all I have to say it's an indie movie starring Bill Hader and Kristen Wiig right you you know what that is already they play siblings they're that both, sounds good incredib- to you, they're both incredibly depressed yeah the world sucks and also there's like fun turns in there from uh, the trailer is uh, hilarious and yeah, I just never got around to seeing Luke it Luke Wilson's in there too it's it's just if you like Kristen Wiig or Bill Hader or like slash are just a good person you know either or it's the same thing or are a human being it's just fun and delightful and heartfelt it's a little on the twee side, but it's an indie movie. What are you going to do? And yeah. Bill Hader plays this, like, they're both great. It's just a great little movie, little indie drama about two people coming to grips with the fact that they're not sure who they were supposed to be, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen for them. And how, how are they going to just deal with how, who they are? Uh, and it's wonderful. Just a nice little movie that maybe you didn't see. It's called The Skeleton Twins. Check that one out. Eddie, what do you got? Um, you got you kind of buried the lead. I'll go ahead and just say it now, Boyhood. Um, yep. My favorite movie of the year. I got to see that one. By, by A Country Mile. Again, uh, I saw that one. Does not, that. does not care about your ideas of, of structure and and uh, and anything else. It's just, it varies in tone. Uh, it, it's, man, it's like, <laughs> I, I, it was it was oddly affecting to me. There was like, there were moments of it I felt like, I wasn't necessarily was watching my life, but like, it's like, okay, I could have grown up next to the house of him when he was this age and and uh, especially if you're one of those kids that grew up a little you know I moved around a lot so I could relate to sort of what Mason goes through but if you grow up with not really feeling like you belong in like your place in the world and you're just you're just outside of where everybody else is if you've ever had that feeling growing up you can I easily identify with with what Mason and his family goes through. Mad props to Lorelai Linklater, who plays. She was great. She was so good as as Mason's older sister. She is obviously the director or the daughter of director uh, Richard Linklater, who's and, apparently a fan of sticks. 
He's a big <laughs> fan of six. The soundtrack is great. The soundtrack is like, what you're win? Cool. Here's here's Cheryl Crow. This is, this is a here's, song called I mean, Marla. Yeah. <laughs> and well, no, because here's here's a here's Cheryl Crow. Here's the here's this from this year. And like, there's like a scene where Mason is like, he's getting to be like tr- 13, you know, around that age. He goes on a camping trip with his father, who is played by Ethan Hawke, who is also great, uh, who plays sort of that like. You could tell he was like that Texas kind of drifter romanticized with being like a free spirit but then he has kids and he sucks at it so obviously if Matthew McConaughey did crack yeah by the time by the time <laughs> by the time the movie starts him and you know Patricia Arquette are already have been split for a while so it's not about like it's not about anything like that of him having a romantic connection with her but like there's a scene where they're camping and uh and Mason's dad is like so are you dating anybody and it's like their their weekend together is like well you know there's like one girl I like but the three best movies this year the dark knight and he like names like three of the others he's like she's not into any of them and it's like that's such a 13 year old problem it's like yeah. discovering that you like girls but like they're so different from they're weird and, there's, and different. there's there's moments along the way like when mason is older and he's touring austin uh, get ready for college and he's touring colleges in austin with his girlfriend at the time and just like it's so it's so painfully true in every scene and it's so so goddamn authentic in just about everything with one exception i was not a fan of the actor who played uh the first stepdad um it was a little huge broad very broad and very like oh this is this character okay cool i'm gonna play it like movie of the week i'm the villainous stepdad yeah so i'm gonna hit every cliche include down to the white hair and uh that that was the only part of the movie that felt a little inauthentic to me because uh, only because everything else is so goddamn real and good and the last shot um shit who hasn't been in that position you know and there's there's so many times again you can see yourself in those films and and you can identify and by the time you know mason has graduated high school and he's got a stretch lobed and he paints his nails like by that point you're like shit okay yeah i've i've been i've <laughs> i guess that, my, that happened yeah in my own way i've been that kid and when he's having that like that talk with his dad uh you know after his graduation it's just like fuck like it's just um it's gonna be a it's gonna be a movie i show my kids when uh it's made it into the rotation when they hit when they get to be about 12 i'd say uh is when i'll start showing it to them and um uh you know and as someone who is raising two boys now i i am both fearful and hopeful and i recognize that the best way for them to experience life is for me to take no when to take a fucking step back and just let life happen all over them. Let them paint and, their nails. And let and not just that, but just let them get their heart broken and let them figure shit out and just be there. And that's uh, I, I can't say enough good about it. Just in the interest of full disclosure, different strokes, but I, I didn't like Boyhood very much. Okay, I, I know you had an issue, and with I haven't. It. And I haven't seen it. So yeah, it's just um, you know, it's more of it's one of those things where my reaction is a reaction to the reaction sort of deals, where. The uh, everyone was talking about how amazing it was and all that, and I didn't get hyped. It wasn't a I was let down by hype. It was that I didn't particularly care. I didn't dislike it, but like just shy of disliked it. It was okay. That was too long, but whatever. I thought you could have done more with this. And then the entire world fell in love with it, and I was like, just like left outside, like oh, okay. So my reaction is more a reaction <laughs> to so the reaction. That, and that way, you're kind of like Mason. Oh, boom! Okay, Full circle brought it sure. up. I'm just I'm just not looking forward to 15 years from now when all the boyhood ripoffs start coming out. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've been filming this kid since he was a fetus. Yeah, exactly. It I took a like, picture of my face every day. We're gonna green light. We're gonna green light oh. a boyhood ripoff. I just saw another one on the screen that I'm gonna talk about. It's, yeah. It's, this, 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 looking at this. Go for it. Go for we're it. looking at this uh, list of you know everything from this year. It's like there's some really interesting uh, ones that kind of make me go, oh yeah. I just yeah. I just want to put my give my two cents on uh, stuff like that. Um, 
Let's see. Where, where, actually, here's an interesting double feature. It's um, a movie that I had no expectations about and was pleasantly... Amused. Maybe pleasantly surprised isn't quite the right phrase for the movie. And a movie that I had such great expectations for and was a huge disappointment, not just to me, but apparently for the entire world. And it's funny because they're very close to each other in terms of box office that they made. And they're kind of very akin movies in many ways. And I'm talking about, of course... Fury and the Monuments Men. Yeah. Um, which uh, Fury is, I didn't see Monuments Men. Yeah, yeah, and I did, and I, I it's a shame. But um, um, oh, Fury just came out recently. That's the Brad Pitt in a tank yep. um, movie. With an undercut. With, uh, I liked so much of it. I just didn't quite love the ending. I thought it didn't yeah. quite earn the end. It's like, it's like oh, you just the, the ending needed something else. To put it over the top, but for just an unflinching, like, you know, you thought Brandon Brothers was kind of tough or the opening of Saving Private Ryan was kind of rough to get through. Fury is just that. Yeah. Just, you know, like just a pure unrelenting. The movie is called Fury. (laughs) Yeah. Awfulness of tank warfare and and how just god awful it was. Um, And, you know, so obviously not everyone's cup of tea right there, but I thought. I was also very proud of my boy Shia. Really? Yeah. Pulled out his own fucking tooth. And yes. What? Yeah. You didn't know about that? No. He pulled out his own tooth. For, for that, fun or just, just for the role? Oh, okay. Yeah. Put, put, saved it. Fun. Saved it. Put it back in when he was done. Yeah. But he pulled out his fucking tooth. That's, that little gap tooth thing. It really was. It's, it's crazy. Among other things, it was really pleasant because I had no idea. Yeah, Not surprisingly, they made no. There was no promotion whatsoever that, by the way, Shia LaBeouf yeah, yeah. has kind of a sizable role in this movie because um, you know that might be a turnoff. So, and he, I was like, oh, Shia's in this movie. Oh, Shia's in this movie a lot. Um, he, I thought he was great. He's an yeah, amazing yeah. character. Um, remind uh, and did really well. So you know, whatever. What again? Whatever. Whatever's going on in your personal life, Shia. God bless you. But uh, nice job in, in Fury. Monuments Men. Everything about Monuments Men on paper sounds fantastic it's Bob like, Balaban the entire cast is incredible cast I just like the idea of starting the list you know with Bob directed Balaban. by George Clooney it, it seems like it should have been like a thing yeah directed yeah. by you know George Clooney about about this you know squad of you know guys who are not military guys but are attached to the army to go around and try and save art treasures that the Nazis have stolen in the in the final final days of World War II I, how can you screw that up? I don't know, but they did it. It's just not very interesting and, and very choppy and very weird and, and plays kind of like a a History Channel documentary that has like a really good cast for some reason. Yeah, it's it's a, I was hearing. It's a fascinating story, and it's a true story, which they've obviously fictionalized greatly, but it's it made me want to like just read about the real guys who really did that stuff, and the movie just didn't bring it at all, and I was really... You know, disappointed by that because I, I had such high hopes. But um, what else is Clooney directed? I don't think of him as being a oh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, Syriana, Syriana, Good Night and Good Luck. Um, he didn't direct. He didn't direct Syriana, did he? I thought Steve he did. Zillion did it. Okay, he did, but he did one of those that was like that, a different one. That was, he did uh, Good Night and Good Luck. He did uh, Confessions of a Dangerous here. Mind, and I think one other as director. Yeah, all right, we Director. got Monuments Men, Ides of March. Ides, Ides of March. March. That was good. Yeah, Leatherheads. Go. Leatherheads. I like Ides of March. Yeah, Leatherheads, Leatherheads was solid. And then Good Night yeah. and Good Luck and Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I but like... He's also, I, you know, but he's produced a lot of there. His producer produ- list is, Yeah, he, is pre- did, he did produce Syriana, if I remember yeah, correctly. he was a producer on it. That's but that was, that was the same writer as Traffic, uh, yeah. Steve Zillian. Yeah, Also uh, Moneyball. And Moneyball, yeah. Yeah, Which, so, um, you know, as a producer, he's, you know, and he's, he's done classy stuff from day one. You know, he really is he's one of those guys that uses his... And I just Monuments Men, like, oh, awesome, and just, oh, so just not... George Clooney in, was an executive ex- producer on Insomnia? Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. There you go. Weird. I think that was sort of like his production company, like and gave him some money and some other shit. Yeah, um, but huh. uh, Fury is 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 worth watching. I think if you know if you don't mind, you know, grim and gritty. Uh, but I think Fury is is really 
amazingly detailed and and I again I, I can't quite say I enjoyed it I don't know if that's the right word right oh yeah I I recommend theory also yeah I but I recommend it and uh, and yeah Monuments Men is just sort of like I only saw it the one time I mean it's like I want to sort of look at it and go what's how did this because all the pieces are there and yet somehow it's not it's not coming together um, so that was just sort of interesting the World War II modern Brat Pack trifecta or you know duo duo there one was one was a hit and one was a miss um chef i like chef a lot chef is a nice little bauble of a movie it, it's it's um, yeah bobble? i mean it's it's, it's a christmas ornament you're watching oh. you're watching john, you're watching two things and chef you're watching john favreau's therapy and yeah. you're watching fucking amazing food yes you are Are you hungry right now thinking about yeah. chef all of a sudden uh, uh, by the way yeah. i've Taco um, truck the yeah. actual chefs is uh, the the guy who does like koji barbecue and stuff was yeah roy choi it's john favreau makes food and learns to love his son the movie yeah. also yeah. he hates twitter right so yeah, yeah. And here's here's the thing but if you come, he learns the value it's, it's a little delightful family movie yeah. if you if you if you come to see, come to los angeles say hi to us firstly secondly hello if you only eat at one group of restaurants go to roy choi's restaurants you have say make them no you got you got a friend which it's called A-Frame because it's a former IHOP. That's yeah, amazing. So it's in an A-Frame building. Yeah, it's an A-Frame building. I, I just found out about that place. I want it's to go It's so there. good. It's it's probably, his <laughs> best restaurant is probably Pot, which is at this restaurant in uh, this hotel in Koreatown. And then also in that same hotel, he has a new one, uh, which is in the greenhouse. And it's a combination hotel food and all veggie stuff. He's an amazing chef. And he's actually opening up this new restaurant in San Francisco called Local, which is, hey, poor people subsist on fast food why don't we as chefs come up with a way to make fast food not only edible but healthy so he has a four dollar burger that's made with like lean ground beef tofu rolled oats and a healthy bun that if you just eat that you're actually getting a complete meal hmm. uh so he's nice. kind of a, a none of that the dish that john favreau makes for Stella johansson before they fuck in chef oh yeah spoiler i now make that that's now made it into my rotation <laughs> it's an, has it worked yeah, the first time Has I Scarlett Johansson <laughs> fucked you. No, no, no. But nice. no, but it's made my wife and my screaming child happy. Let me tell you that. Yeah, uh, my very picky eater son who would eat oatmeal for all three meals a day. He'll actually eat. Uh, it's alio e olio. It's just it's just garlic and oil and chili powder or chili flakes, and uh, it's it requires a little bit of technique. Yeah, it's all about the technique. It's uh, but w- as long as you execute it properly, you get a really Fuck, it's good. Yeah, uh, and also with the grilled cheese, I make my grilled cheese like Roy Choi now. The grilled so. cheese, yeah. There's a, there's a special feature of of the the post credit scene. Choi quoting him how to make that grilled yeah. cheese, and and the, the quote I love about that, and this is true of so many professions, when he's cooking the grilled cheese, is like when you're making yeah. this grilled cheese, this is the most important fucking thing in the universe. If this goes to shit, the world goes to shit. <laughs> yeah, and, it's, and that's and, the secret, and that's the secret to anything, really. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed Chef. It was actually the, it was the first screener I got. It came very early because it was already out on video. They just sent me the DVD. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, Chef. And and it's, yeah, it's a little, it's just a little, you know, a little, it's a little amuse-bouche of a movie. And, yeah. uh, uh, and it just makes me kind of, you know, happy and or sad. It's like, yeah, all you have to do to get, you know, the 15 million 20 million or whatever it is to make a movie like this is direct the biggest movie of the year right you know, right. You know like if you, if you make iron man then they'll they'll give yeah. you 20 million to make your nice family movie here's your tip money yeah go make your little family movie that yeah, you want to make. Like, oh, he God. actually uh favreau talked about that with elvis mitchell uh quite a bit about how like um he could have gotten more money had they just kept it in new orleans they could have gotten more money had they just kept it in toronto he, yeah. they could have kept it more they could have gotten more money if they kept it in la he's like no we need to be in all of these cities for stretches of the film otherwise it's not the film and he's like okay your budget's 15 like it's just yeah. that's just what it is that's 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 movie business y'all did you have any others aside of chef teague 
Oh, I got a bunch. Right. I'm just pulling them up. Uh, Nightcrawler. Yeah. I know uh, Trey's about to see this one. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, Jake Gyllenhaal as a scary news stringer movie. Uh, and it's, 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 on the one hand, it's just great Wait, to, to watch. Holy shit. Wait, I'm sorry, I just I just discovered something. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, yeah. On one hand, it's it's great to watch Gyllenhaal just do the shit out of an incredibly scary and, and awesome and fleshed out little role. Uh, he is totally believable and totally terrifying, and it's really great. Um, on the other hand, I was actually expecting a little bit more plot wise. I was expecting it to be a little bit more of a I, I don't know I guess high concept, just an Archie plot sort of elevator pitch movie. But it's really mostly just a character study, uh, and it's w- great and it's worth watching. Um, and my disappointment is only like a 2% shade of, oh, okay, that's all. But for the most part, it was just an incredibly tense and interesting movie to watch. And, you know, you learn a little bit about the behind the scenes of news, I guess. But mostly you just learned that Jake Gyllenhaal still has stuff to show us. And that's exciting. Also, Bill Paxton's in it. You didn't know that. Go see it. I heard Rene Russo is like really good in that. Rene Russo is really good in that. Yeah, that's why I keep hearing. And also Outbreak, sir. Yeah. A tin cup. Don't talk I, to me about Rene Russo. I right. had I had a lethal uh, weapon three and four. I had a struggling actor friend who had a burning loathing for the outbreak monkey. Uh, because he's like the outbreak monkey was also the monkey in friends. Yeah. Therefore the outbreak monkey works more than me. He's like, he's like, <laughs> fuck true. that monkey. Yeah. So, Damn that monkey. So I, 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 I got one. I got one real yeah. quick to throw in there. Uh, I mentioned it before. So I recording blue ruin also available in yes, right ruin. now. Talk about talk about a debut film from yeah. a guy. Um old school 70s like early Terrence Malick I would kind of place this at like er, like just but with a sense of momentum behind it and just authenticity um, I don't want to say a thing about it because this thing starts moving the second you start watching yeah. it I was very, looking at I was surprised because I hadn't heard of this and the Rotten Tomatoes is like 96 yeah, so it's, very, call, low, call it a blind recommendation very low just watch budget Blue it's Ruin. a Kickstarter movie Kickstarter Kickstarter funded movie uh absolutely fantastic and just it's a cool poster too and i w- i would say don't even watch the trailer just watch the just movie in, within Ruin. five minutes you'll know what the movie is about and you'll be like okay so this is what we're gonna be doing for the rest of the movie and then at minute seven you'll be like oh they already did it oh oh shit okay what 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 are we do- oh now it becomes castle defense no okay now it's be- <laughs> what like i mean it's it will subvert your expectations it will um it will it will keep you on the edge of your seat, and uh, the reason why I bring it up, Trey, it one of the cast members is someone you know very well. Yes, I know. I knew that. Yeah. I, I happened to be reading an article about it. And I was like, oh, I, I think I texted you right. too. Yeah, I you did. I texted. I'm like, holy I was shit. Like, yes, my ex girlfriend is in a movie. That's fine. <laughs> it's yes. it's one of the one of the more important roles towards the end. Yeah, is, is Trey's ex girlfriend. Like, unfortunately, the the interview I read was kind of a spoiler, and I was like, yeah. whoa. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. No, that's a uh, th- that's Blue Rune. I I can't recommended enough and uh and it's just and it's quick it's like a 90 minute thriller just go and go watch it god damn it trey what was the thing you discovered on your phone oh um let's see what was it oh uh oh shit i haven't seen the imitation game yet i want to see that is that not out it must not be out it was funny i just i just got a screener the other day for the judge and i was like oh yeah when does that come out and i realized oh three months ago because it was it was on box office mojo and i was like how was that apparently not good it only made 50 million which just goes to show that i know just because you're Iron Man doesn't mean that uh, any movie will be. Uh, fam- I have no idea. I haven't seen the seen the movie, and it's you know it's one of those like, oh, the judge. You know, yeah, acti- I, I, I've heard, ones, I heard you know. nothing, but it's t- t- pat and ignorable. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what the impression I got. But they sent me a screener of it, and I'll get to it eventually. But um, I, one, I'll say that I'm disappointed in without even having seen. 
Um, I don't. <laughs> apparently, you don't have to have seen it to be disappointed. Okay. I had I had such high hopes for a million ways to die in the West. I liked it a lot, and being takes a lot actually. And, and apparently, yeah. apparently, it, it obviously tanked yeah. pretty hard. Yeah, and uh, and wasn't. And I'm, I'll probably give it a go at some point. But but uh, you know, even everything I heard about it was like, it's not even like if you're. A, and I'm not a Family Guy guy and everything like that, but I like I like Ted, for example. Yeah. I thought Ted was really a nice piece of work. Yeah. Um, and I was kind of thinking, okay, yeah. So Seth MacFarlane is just going to do a western with you know his thing, and he's just doing his thing with the western, and fine. I, you know, I'm in with Charlize Theron, and you know, yeah, bring Giovanni Ribisi and yeah. MPH and, and Sarah yeah. Silverman, and let's do it. And and apparently everyone was just like, it's not even. I mean. And still, it's still not that great. Apparently. Yeah, I mean, it's not the sort of movie that you'd write home about, but I had a good time with it. I, I, I had already heard that people were disappointed in it, which might have helped, but I thought it was funny. And, you know, I think the reason it doesn't hold together so well as Ted is that Ted is a great high concept sort of thing where you can really yeah, hang yeah. a movie on. Just nail the story. If you can kill this that like story. Westerns, let's mock Westerns. Yeah, but this yeah. is a little bit more formless in that way. So, I mean, I liked it a lot, though. And the score is hilarious and great. Like, I think. I got laughs out of it. I mean, I enjoyed it. I liked all the scenes with. Um with uh, when it's just him and Charlize Theron, mm-hmm. all those like those are really like actually I actually want him. Oh, to and go, Liam Neeson. Yeah, Liam Neeson was great. Yeah. I actually want uh, Seth MacFarlane. I just want to give him five million dollars and go go make your version of of Before Sunrise. Just go go do that. Eh, go make the four hundred blows. I think no, not the four hundred. <laughs> the four hundred blows and be uh, no. I just want to get him. I just the 400 want four hundred blows. I want him to like make a small relationship movie. You don't want I, to see Seth MacFarlane's f- f- like running, very low budget four hundred blows running movie? at the camera for five. Okay, four million five million is not low budget for four hundred blows. Four hundred blows you could do on like a dime. Uh, yeah. But no, I, th- I think it's. I think he could. I think he could do some cool shit with that. So. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got. Now, this is not a small movie. Uh, in fact, if I look at the list here, I believe it is, yeah, third biggest movie of the year at $257 million. But it also happens to be my favorite movie of both this year and last year, too. I haven't liked a movie more than this since 2012. Oh, I know you're The Lego this. movie. Oh, so good. I so, so, good. so fell hard in love with the Lego movie. I did, movie. too. I did, too. Um, and it's becoming a thing where it seems like just in the matter of like a year or so, it went from being like, you know, you should pay attention to Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Those guys keep making it. It's kind of I know you don't know who they to all of a sudden. Yeah. It's obvious that they're getting, they're amazing. they're getting very dangerously close to Joss Whedon, like entitlement territory, which is yeah. kind of scary <laughs> and do no wrong. Right. Which, we're getting there. Man. Just wait for the shooter drop. But the Lego movie was I, I just man, it's fucking clever and just beautiful and I, funny and deep. And I just. I dug it. I dug it. Too. I think I just came late to the Lego party. I think it was overhyped to me because I was like, mm, sure. okay, I guess. But it wasn't. It was no cloudy with a chance of meatballs. I'll tell you that. But uh, <laughs> I like it, that one a lot too. It's. Uh, it's. I, I. I liked it, and I. I was surprised by like, oh, okay. It certainly went in a direction I didn't think it was doing. Right. But it was kind of a million ways to die in the Lego. Kind of like, okay, well, let's take all the Lego jokes we can make and and pile them all together. And and I, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm still, despite he's in two of the biggest movies of the year, I'm still not on the Chris Pratt train. I'm just not but uh you know go um, watch parks and rec it, and yeah you, you and, that's, fall, and that's and that's why fall in love with him on parks because and rec. i'm not watching that show either and that takes us to grand budapest hotel um <laughs> because just i've just i just I, I i appreciate lego movie i saw it once and i went yes that was a movie i have seen and, and then i went on with my I, life. i'm just happy i'm just happy now that there's like i was really worried that all the magic movies of my childhood that my kids are gonna have no analog to and this year i got big hero six and lego movie <laughs> and holy fuck i'm i'm now lucky. big hero six i i here is like a movie that no one knows anything about and it's great i'm gonna talk about my next round so okay there you go fair enough i uh 
Here's, here's a funny thing. Um, did you know that a RoboCop remake came out this year? Anyone remember that happened? No. Uh-uh. That was a thing that happened this year. Uh, $50, $50 million to the box office, so I hope somebody lost their job over that one. Um, but, uh, but I hope uh, you get cancer. Uh, yeah, I just I just want to point out. No that one loves you and your mother. As wrong. I've said, nothing that matters is like Grand Budapest Hotel. I don't care if you like. You feel free to like Grand Budapest Hotel. I haven't seen it because I saw that that earlier one with the girl with the bird head. What the fuck was that thing called? Oh, Moonrise Kingdom. Moonrise Kingdom. I got halfway through that and everyone said that was great. And I was like, everyone is wrong, 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 wrong. So I don't care. I don't care if Grand Budapest Hotel comes to my house and gives me a brick of gold. I'm not watching that shit. I'm not watching any more of that Wes Anderson stuff ever in my lifetime. That's it. So I, is Grand Budapest Best Hotel actually good or not? I no idea. A lot, a lot of people I know and respect <laughs> and and love uh, like it a lot. And are they heavily medicated because of some kind of condition? Three, three of them are. Okay. Uh, gout uh, is a bit is a big problem. Clearly, the Wes Anderson Rotten Tomatoes thing, is ninety two percent. Yeah, clearly the Wes Anderson thing is is a is a taste like you know like like the first time you eat sauerkraut, you're like seriously, is this what people think is food? Um, it's like <laughs> typically stylish but deceptively thoughtful. The Grand Budapest Hotel yeah. finds Wes Anderson once again using ornate visual environments to explore deeply emotional ideas. I'm sorry, not not going near it, not touching it, <laughs> not touching it, not touching it. It looks like he's moved from his yellow and orange period into his pink oh, it's period. Oh, interesting, interesting thing. Uh, speaking of which, and again, I'm, I'm off the bell curve of my peer group, uh, but uh, you, we can talk about this one. Um, is that what's that flick called? Snowpiercer came out this year. I yeah. still haven't seen that one. Uh, so Netflix now too. I saw half of it and went, "Yep, I'm done. I'm out." Right. Um, I, I was like, "This is kind of fascinating," in that they did this. But I'm not entertained by it. I'm just kind of like, wow, Tilda Swinton is so crazy awesome. And look at the sets and what a weird idea. And I don't care what happens from here on out. And it, it may well be like it, it may. It, from what I gather, it may be like a la um, uh, Airbender. Right. Where I turned it oh. off. Where I turned it off eight seconds before suddenly I understood what everyone was talking about. Uh. Um, I was like, Airbender's not great, but it's not terrible. And as we, if you listen to our commentary on that, literally I switched it off literally 10 seconds before Airbender became a complete piece of shit. I was like, oh, now I get what people are talking about. Yeah. So I may have turned off Snowpiercer before it got actually worth watching. Yeah. But I thought it was, uh, you know, I got halfway through until they were in the aquarium room having a snack. And, uh, and I thought, okay, this is an interesting movie that I don't care to see any more of. But um, anyone else got a got a Snowpiercer um, not, thought not, one way or the other? Not, I, um, I haven't seen it, so I've yeah. I let's see. I feel like I do, but I can't now. I can't think of what it was. Boyhood, I guess. Ouch. Uh, yeah. Fair enough. Um, yeah, Eddie, what do you got? Big Hero Six, man. Big Hero Six. I and I know that's a hugely grossing film, so it may not fall into the category. Of, hey, man, if, this if is a obscure say film. Lego movie. But if you can say Lego movie, I can say Big Hero Six. Like I said, yeah. uh, that was the first movie I took my oldest son to in the theater, um, and goddamn, it was a magical experience. Firstly, I th- there's a few <laughs> things that I everybody has reviews and thoughts on it. Here's what I loved about it personally: one, d- funny, just funny through Alan the door. Alan Tudyk, really? Alan Tudyk is yep. is uh, one of the bad guys. Yeah, he's uh, he's interesting. James Cromwell uh, plays great. My Rudolph has a small role as like the aunt who raises. Uh, Hero, who is the name of the <laughs> um, and Tadashi, her, his brother. Uh, it takes place in this kind of fictional called San Francisco. It's half San Francisco, half Tokyo, and it's awesome. And uh, <laughs> it'd be hilarious if you're like, it, it, it's called San Francisco. It's like a mix of Chicago and New York. Yeah, but it's <laughs> but it's cool because they'll take they'll take a trolley uh, past like a Shinto temple through like a futuristic and it's like a futuristic city where there's like these windmills floating high in the sky catching high winds and it's um here's what i like about it it's pro science 
all of the kids from Hero. Hero is the protagonist because he is just smart. He's just smarter. He's not. None of these kids are physically imposing. All of the team are just smart kids who go to a gifted uh, robotics academy. And anytime they're confronted with something, they, they and part of science is testing hypotheses that fail. Then you go back and these kids fail and they go back and they figure it out and they apply their reasoning and apply their science. And wow. that's how they succeed in the end. Secondly, the two female characters in this are Honey Lemon and Gogo Tamago. They're the girl members of the team. And by the way, strippers, right? No. Wild style. Are you a DJ? Uh, by the way, my favorite character name, Damon Wayne's Jr., plays a character named Wasabi No Ginger. <laughs> and uh, nice. but the two but Jamie Chung voices uh Gogo and Genesis Rodriguez vo- uh, voices uh, Honey Lemon, and they're both strong, important assets to the team, equally strong, but they're feminine in very different ways. Gogo Tamago is like the tough, you know, Trinity style chick. And Honey Lemon is just this girly girl who's just into hugs and like her weapon and her thing is like it's this ball dispenser that looks like a purse. And it's just like (laughs) I love that they're very different portrayals of femininity and they're both equally strong and they're both treated as equals. They're as important as every other member of the team. The only one of the team who stands out is Hero as the leader. Um, And then Baymax as a character He's designed to just fucking help people. He's designed to just be a, a medical robot. At one point, he gives a sucker to like to like. He's like, "You need a hug." I mean, his and he's easily quotable. And every kid is going to want a Baymax toy. My kid, we already bought my kid one for Christmas. Uh, don't tell him. Um, oh, I'm going to tell him. Oh, I'm like, going to tell him. But it's so positive. I'm text it him is. Right now. It is in the grand Disney tradition of killing family members to move the plot along. And uh, sweet, it's oddly affecting there's a scene where a hero starts making choices that are not in the spirit of what a hero would do and that sequence was oddly affecting and every it's just fucking good man like it's I, just, that's what i've heard is I, it going to be a problem for me that i haven't seen big heroes one through five ha, ha, ha. Yeah. interestingly enough after this is the first disney marvel animated collaboration um if you've never heard of the Big Hero 6 comic book, you're I'm with you because it was a three-issue miniseries that came out in 1998 and was completely different. So to me, this is the bellwether. <laughs> this is the bellwether. It's World War Z is what you're talking about. Totally. It's as as dramatic because the comic was called Sunfire in the Big Hero 6. It had Silver Samurai. Baymax was an actual monster with a kid on his back. Um this is how you adapt. This is how you adapt material. You take a th- element of it and you go. I'm going to go a different direction with this with keeping this at its heart. And at the end, it does. It's a tearjerker, man. It's a tearjerker of a movie. And it's uh, it's just good. I can't say enough about it. Oh, and Stan Lee is does make an appearance because it's a Marvel movie. Because he has to. And in the post credit sequence, stick around and watch it. Also, I would say as good was the short film before at Feast. Oh, uh, holy shit. Was that an amazing short film? Probably the best Disney short film preceding animated film of theirs in the last 10 years like mm. like before the incredibles when they had bounden best one since that wow. like it's just really really solid right, you know what real quick let's call that the end of part one because we got to split these in half somewhere yeah and uh let's end on a high note and so yeah big hero six go see it i haven't seen it yet. i want to see I, it. I do want to see it i hear you know, everything it's, it's like i know nothing about it and yeah. everyone says it's great yeah i i <laughs> that's all i want to know from a yeah. movie yeah this has been the intermission. You'll always find more episodes at friendsinyourhead.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Get a brand new episode every single week. Twitter.com slash friendsinyourhead. Facebook friends in your head. Friendsinyourhead at gmail.com. Uh, go to the forum. It's a big community of people. It's growing every single week. Michaelscottfund.com. Throw some shekels at the man. He's going to have to figure out how to walk again. It's going to take him a while. Come on. Help the man buy some pizzas. 
And uh, until uh, Holden Hill Design and Mechanical Website. Until next time, my name is T. Christie. Eddie Doty. Jay Stokes. And this has been the intermission. Thank you for listening. Good night. Good night. See, right now we're not going to stop talking, so you have to wait a week to hear the rest <laughs> yeah, of this. Except for the live people and the people in the video. It's going to be a week, a, week, a week of silence, yeah. and then we'll. And then we'll just. Do, I'm just going to bring it back. Here we go. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome <laughs> to the intermission. We are still talking. It's like Insert. the end of Back to the Future one, where it's like I'm back from the future. Anyway, so meanwhile, we just, meanwhile, I've grown hair in places I didn't would, have before. Uh, audition Who's the you, president now? Would audition let you do that to in, uh, insert one week of silence? <laughs> <laughs> Friendsinyourhead.com.